Welcome to Talking Giants, presented by DraftKings. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick. Got a little interview, more relaxed one. We got our, our guy, Chris the Entertainer, on, um, you know, the, the King of Giants YouTube. Uh, he's always, we're going to try and do some entertaining for you. We talk about uh, training camp ideas that we want to do, and just the Giants in general. Justin, what's going on? Happy Memorial hey, Day. Hey, Bobby Skinner. Memorial Day. Yeah, happy Memorial Day. That's that's what I was going to lead off with. Um, hope you had a good Memorial Day weekend. Was it was it sunny by you in uh in, in Florida? Very sunny. Nice weekend at the beach. Uh, I left the barbecue to come record the intro outro for this interview. So oh good. Uh, I wasn't too happy about that, but it's like you know what I should have planned better. So uh, here we are. Happy Memorial Day. Here we are. Here we are. Rainy, cloudy weekend. Um, went to the Janky game on Monday. Uh, didn't do great. Not going to go back until they actually show signs of life. I very much felt like I was sitting at a 2017-2018 Giants game where, I guess 2018 yet, Saquon, but 2017 Giants game where you just didn't know the next time that the offense was going to score points. 2016-2017, I'll say that. So you just didn't know the next the last, the next time that the Yankees are going to score a run or the Giants were going to score a point. I, I, got a, I got a little PTSD sitting at the Yankee game today. So yeah, Christiana Tana, we had a fun time. Um, I, I'm learning that Chris is very much a person who works extremely hard at what he does. I knew that, but also just in the moment he's going to do because he's like, yeah, I didn't really think about, I didn't really think about trading camp stuff. So we'll, we, we talked about it during the interview, but meanwhile, Bobby and I, I think we're the type of people where we like to methodically think about things like we actually were having a conversation pre-show about what our week is going to look like on YouTube during the regular season. They screwed us with the Thursday night football week too. Like it, it, the first week of the season is like I want to. There's a nice Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So the last two years we get a Monday night football game, and then now we have a Thursday night football game. So the the NFL yeah. lives to screw this podcast schedule on week one. But speaking, of, you went to the Yankee game. When I go to training camp, we should go, we're, we're going to go to a Yankee game. You know what I? You know what's funny? We have a ESP. We're we're good friends. We're podcast co-hosts. Do you know what that means? ESP. Nope. When I say that, I don't know what it stands for, but um, I think it means like we're we're in sync. Our brains and our thoughts are in sync. So because we're such great friends, we have ESP. I was thinking about that walking to my car. When Bobby comes up for training camp, you know, you're going to be up here for a whole week. So we should definitely make our way to a Yankee game and we should we should see. That's my only team we I've should. never been to a game for, too. I've been to Giants, Nets, and Devils, no Yankee games. We should see if some of our friends at our media company, they have friends that know that have a suite. We should see if we should utilize. You're that. bougie ass. Now we are sitting. I'm sitting in the bleachers. I want the. I want the the bleachers. Bleachers. Yeah, I'm. I'm sitting with Joe's McFly, not with the freaking <laughs> up in the the box or whatever. Um. All right, Justin. Before we kick it to the interview, this episode is brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top-rated sportsbook. Just like we're the top-rated Giants podcast, they're America's top-rated sportsbook. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook. It is easy to navigate, has plenty of instructions for new bettors, and nearly limitless ways to get in all the action. My friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too. Listen to this great offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is pitting you courtside with the chance to turn $1 into $100 in site credits. So you're sitting courtside, you can throw stuff for the players, it's a grand old time. That's right, pick any basketball team that is still in contention. The Nets are, Celtics aren't, sorry, even though they are, but they're not. Bet $1 and if that team wins, you win $100 in site credits. Don't forget DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on baseball, hockey, and so much more all week long. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. And before I do the call to action, I do I do want to say that I love... I, 
I love that Celtics fans booed the crap out of, out of Kyrie, chant on Kyrie. Obviously, the water bottle thing you can't have, but I love that. But I also love that Kyrie stepped on the logo, and that is different. And you know, some people will be like, "Oh, people step on the logo all game." They go, "There's a difference between what Kyrie did and what's up, police." There's a difference between what Kyrie did and just you know running over the logo as the game goes on. So people like playing go. Oh, people step on it all the time. What's the big deal? Like the, Kyrie did that on purpose, so Celtics fans should feel slighted by by that. But I have seen it was like, wow, Kevin Garnett and Glenn Davis like this is disrespectful. And oh, like, well, did you listen to what your fans said to him? Like, get out of here. You get I guess. Also, it, it, this is competition. And this Kevin Garnett who called Charlie Villanueva a cancer patient. Uh, he's on Tim Duncan's mother had died, and he wished uh, him a happy Mother's Day on Mother's Day at the free throw line. Uh, but also, isn't this what people want? Don't people want this in sports? The it, Don't people complain about there being too much buddy-buddy? And, and I'm low-key one of this, even though I'm a younger, I'm a relatively younger person. You know, there's too much buddy-buddy in sports. All the superstars, you know, they, 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 they're they friends with each other. They want to team up, blah, blah, blah. This is what sports needs. Yeah, oh, sports yeah, I love it. needs a little bit of intensity. Like, I love the Celtics fans booing the crap out of and harassing without throwing stuff Kyrie and I love Kyrie stepping on the logo and, and making them you know f- you feel it you know like like digging in at them like even with the Knicks like I love the Knicks fans going at Trey Young and I thought like we actually talked about it in the interview with Chris like I love the way Trey Young reacts to that. I thought that was like okay dude this is how you you know this is how you gain favor in the league or and then you know gain hate from certain people so anyways call to action I had to get talk a little bit of basketball. I've been watching it all weekend. Have even more of yeah, it. Sure. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOHNBOY when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game, and if they do, you will claim $100 in free credits. That's promo code JOHNBOY for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Wagers paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling Paul and call 100Gambler or in Indiana, one 800 with it and now chris the entertainer come on pay attention in there let's go we got a beautiful day work play fast play fast whoa ah. i said you could bring us in Justin. oh i did not know that <laughs> i literally did not know that. you know it's funny i i asked you literally like maybe one or two interviews ago like, can I bring this interview in? You're like, no. I think it was the Nick Gates interview. I was like, no, like I'm bringing, I'm, I'm doing this interview. Who, who is this interview? I don't who feel, I don't, I don't feel so special anymore, guys. <laughs> yeah, I, Chris, <laughs> I love you, but we just, we, well, you're not going to get the Nick Gates treatment. You're, we're going to be a lot more casual with you. Understandable. You know, you know, I, you know, I had those questions out in my head for a long time. Where with you, it's, you know, let me think about it for a couple hours beforehand as I'm working. Um, we got Chris Antonio on, so come entertain us no man i appreciate you guys having me on man bobby always love working with you justin of course uh you guys have a great channel and um anytime you guys ask me to do something i'm always uh excited to do it man so i'm always whatever you guys want to talk about giants florida uh whatever whatever you guys want to talk about i'm game all right yeah, i have I something we... first i have something first so now I that i first no, oh you have something ahead. first go ahead no oh. no because now that i totally botched the first part of the interview when i was i was supposed to be the one to introduce you hello this is chris the entertainer um you are the king of giants youtube i have a burning question to ask you first so there's two kings of new york right now you know and two coaches of new york that i think we consider kings it's, uh, it's tommy thibbs and it's oh Joe Judge. why would you do that all right here, no here I'm, I'm pandering a little bit all right bobby so I have a question for you. If if you had to sac- if like you have to, if you had to sacrifice 
one of your big toes for the success of one of those men, which coach would you sacrifice your big toe for? Oh, man. Uh, so basically you're saying, who am I sacrificing my big toe for? A Knicks championship or a Giants championship? Essentially, that's, that's what it's getting down to? Well, no, maybe not even a, a championship. But the success of one of the two men, and however you define success, okay. if that okay. is a championship, nobody wants to sacrifice a toe for success. We want. If I had to sacrifice a toe, and I and I have a good answer for this, if I had to sacrifice a toe, and people ask me this all the time, who do you want to see win a championship more, the Giants or the Knicks? And I always say I love both teams equally. I've seen the Giants win. I've never seen the Knicks win. So I, I always lean towards I want to see a Knicks championship, but. If it's between Joe Judge and Tom Thibodeau, I think the easy answer is Joe Judge because of his age. He's mm. only 38 years old. If Judge is going to be good, I'm going to have him for 15, 20 years. Tibbs is approaching 70. So I would I would go with Joe Judge if I had to sacrifice a toe. Yeah, we're, we're going to try and keep Knicks and Nets talk to, to a, a, you know, a minimum. So I kind of want to let you guys go. We're recording that. Well, the good thing is, is we're recording this on a Friday before the Knicks and the Nets play, and we're putting it out on Tuesday. So we'll date ourselves if we talk about it too much. But with that, um, I've never seen the Nets win a championship. They've never won a championship. Um, it that is a tough battle because the Giants are much more important to me than the Nets. The Nets are and the Nets are my second team, but the Giants are just that much more important. But I've never seen an NBA championship, and it's it's so much harder in the NBA. Like your windows, like like I I understand that this Nets window is it could be now. Or and not being you know sarcastic, never. It could be now, or we never win a championship in my lifetime. Like that's not a crazy thought. So um, I still think I'd go Giants though, because honestly, at this point, my career, you know, being selfish for my career and stuff. And you know what, Super Bowls are more important than NBA Finals champions. Anyways, I hear you, Bob. I, re- I respect. Listen, I probably slightly favor the Giants, but because I've never seen the Knicks win, I think I'd have to go with the Knicks. Um, and I completely agree with you on the Nets. I think the Nets. Yeah, you have a two or three year window now. I think next year, even if you don't win this year, I think next year you're gonna have more players that want to sign on with this team, try to get a championship. I think you got a two or three year window here to win a championship, and then you're gonna start all over again. It will be interesting to see what happens with the Nets after this, because I see I think James Harden's here for the long run, where you know KD and Kyrie, you could see them bouncing, but you can also see them staying here for the next five six. I'm I'm just interested to see what happens after those guys, like what happens with the Nets. Um. You know, we could become like the Warriors where we were an irrelevant franchise who became relevant, or we can just go back to being irrelevant. We'll see. Um, but we're here to talk about the Giants anyway. So mm-hmm. it's, we're doing a Memorial Day relax, relax episode. And I specifically want to talk to you, Chris, because this week we got news that fans are going to be at training camp this year. You know, I don't know how. I'm I'm scared that the Giants will make it very minimal. Like remember a couple couple years ago, the Eagles gave their fans one day to come to training camp, mm-hmm. where the Giants like they have their fans out there all the time. My worry is that Joe Judge closes it down, and is like, you know, you guys could come for two days. That's my worry. But if uh if they do allow us to come like they usually do, man, I it's I am so excited for training camp. I think it's more fun than any. It's like the most fun time of the year because. It's all the, the draft. Everything builds up for that, and you have, you know, you have an entire season ahead of you. Yeah, I've been to training camp a couple of times in my life. Obviously, I didn't go last year. I think I, I didn't go the year before that. I went the year before that. My first year on YouTube before I was really making much content at all, I went, and I went a couple of years before that. And, yeah, I'm definitely going this year if it's open to the public. I have to think it's going to be. 
I mean, they said that we're going to have full capacity stadium. So, but like you said, maybe you worry that it's going to be limited in terms of the days that they allow the fans to go, but I hope not. You know, Joe judge seems like a cool guy. He's got, he's got the whole YouTube thing. He does the weekly, uh, you know, he seems like he, he cares about the fans and, and their involvement with the team. So I think it'll probably be status quo and it'll be a normal training camp. At least I hope. And I'm looking forward to going, getting to meet you guys, hopefully getting to meet some subscribers and getting to watch the team, you know, close up. We got a plan zone and let's, we could, we could plan it right here on the show. What do you like? Want, like, what are your thoughts on doing like events or even like get togethers? Cause I want to do them, but my worry is like only like 10 people show up. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, <laughs> I would love to do a live event. It would be a ton of fun, but then it's like, what if like 10 people show up and it's like, it's, it's embarrassing. It's like, you know, you've seen the video of like the guy playing his like music and there's two people in the crowd. Like, well, that, well, that, well, then, well, then you don't, you just don't go live. We, we, we do, we do an edited video and uh, we, we decide not to post it on you. I don't think we'd have to worry about that though. At training yeah. camp, I think, I think we'd have a decent amount of people there. What do you, what do you like, what do you want to do? Cause I was thinking, you know, maybe we can, you know, we're, we're too, you know, we're two bigger people in the Giants community. We're also big people in general. At least yeah, Bob, not at least me. Bob, I'm, at least Bobby, I already. Bobby I said it on yesterday's episode. I'm. I'm going to be skinny for for training camp. I'll still be big, but I'll be, sure. I'm, I'm going to. Oh, you on a, you on a diet right now, Bobby? Oh yeah, man. I'm going down. I'm. I am keeping my calories under 1,800 a day, and I'm. Um, exercising every morning and then playing basketball every afternoon. I am. Well, you're playing. You're playing basketball every afternoon, but you ain't the point guard running back and forth. You're just in the box. You're center, and you're just hanging My out man, in the post. At 29 years old, you don't have friends to have point guards. Everyone <laughs> just you just it's it's nonstop. And I'm big, so if I'm playing like if if it's just two of my brothers. I'm just playing one on two the entire time. It's like okay, well, I'll, we'll play one on two, and it's just nonstop. It's and outside. It's it's honestly the best exercise you can get. I don't know, but like, what what do you what is your like idea for an event, Chris? For training camp, um, I mean, I I haven't really thought it out. It's not, I want to go and enjoy it, but I don't know. Maybe getting a, maybe getting a table together, maybe doing a show, talking talking with each other for about an hour after training camp, giving our thoughts. Um, maybe getting some close ups with the players. That'd be cool. Uh, even though I know it's tough with the uh, with the audience, but you know, just being amongst the fans and I don't know. Maybe like I said, setting up a table and having some kind of live show for about an hour. Do we have any family members that are 12 or younger? No, I do not. No. All right. Then we're screwed because then that that's like the best shot that we have to get up close with a player. It's like, <laughs> we just send, you know, cause they have the autograph sessions afterwards and it's like 12 or younger, 12 or younger. So we find a charismatic 12. This is what we can do. We all have and listeners that are 12 or under. We, 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 we do. You're, we definitely do. Yeah. Have you seen some of the comments? Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> stop. We find a charismatic twelve-year-old. We a paid internship, paid internship. Yeah, we go, give them ten, ten bucks. That's a lot of money to them. There you go. <laughs> it's candy store money. Um, so then they go up and they uh, ask players uh, interesting questions. No, but here, all right, so I actually, what I'm going to be doing tonight on Friday night. That's how I'm spending my Memorial Weekend Friday night. Tonight, what I'm going to be doing is I'm actually going and I'm riding around some various restaurants slash diners. One of them's a bar. The other one's a diner. Um, the bar is like right by MetLife Stadium. I won't, I won't give it away yet because there's there, it, we're in the early talks. So a bar that's right by MetLife Stadium, I believe it's right also by the, the horse track. So we're going to go there, scope it out, have a table. This is my, this is my dream and my, my thinking. We have a table during the daytime 
that is, you know, we're recording, we're talking to people, you know, we're recording, you know, Chris, we, we, we talk to you, Bobby, we record our PPPs, we record our regular shows with like MetLife Stadium in the background. And then boom, we have an event like at night at like a restaurant, a bar, something like that. And I'm it's all- like right by the same. So that's my dream. I'm all about it. I, I think I know the bar you're talking about. You don't have to give it away. Reds, that's the bar that's close to yes. MetLife Stadium. Yes. Uh, great bar. That's where <laughs> I usually go when I go to Giants games. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I would love to do some kind of joint show or whatever uh, at training camp. I think it'd be a lot of fun. And I How think close that's a, do you I live to MetLife? Um, it's about an hour and a half. I'm on Long Island. It's about, eh, I mean, that's with traffic. With no traffic, you know, 45, 50 minutes. What about you, Justin? Um, I'm like 45 minutes, so I'm not far at all. Okay. I'm about 20 hours. It's too, but as soon as that training camp <laughs> schedule comes out, like I'm planning it. Like I will, I will be up there, which I'm, I'm excited to, uh, for man. Like we haven't really got to like talk with fans and, and stuff like that. I, I think tra- that, that atmosphere is going to be pretty exciting. I'm thinking about getting an RV instead of staying in a hotel and renting a car or, or, you know, having Justin be my chauffeur for the week or two that I'm down Never. there. Like an RV, I think, do you think people would like gravitate towards that? Like having an RV and setting up shop like there in the parking lot? Absolutely. Get a little tailgate action. Get some, absolutely. I think that's a great idea. I love RVs. The only thing is I just don't want to go to the bathroom in an RV. So it's like, then I'll. What do you do when you're driving from Florida? You pull, you, you pull over at a rest stop rather than go to the bathroom in the RV. Well, I wouldn't drive the RV from Florida. I would get. Oh, so I would, you're gonna I would fly, fly and then, and then oh, get okh, the okh. RV. I was envisioning <laughs> you renting the RV and flying it down, f- driving it down from Florida. That's if I had cool. somebody to come with me, I would. I would be down to do that, but I can't. That's like a twenty-hour drive. Yeah. Um, I can't do that. So, camp, let's talk about camp. What uh, what battles are you looking forward to? Like, I feel like that's this is the first year, Chris. Where last, uh, you know, me and Justin were talking about it on an episode a couple of weeks ago. Where last year it was like left tackle, this is what I want. Like the, you know, linebacker two, this is what like we are very clear cut on like position battles. This year, man, this team has depth. Like, what position battle are you looking forward to in camp? You hit it right on the head. There is literally a position battle at nearly every position. Maybe not necessarily the starter, but at the running back position outside of Saquon Barkley. I think they're all battling. I think that's an interesting battle with all the guys that we've brought in there via free agency, via the draft. Um, the edge, you know, in terms of who's going to get the majority of the snaps, I think that's an interesting position battle as well. You got O'Shane Zimenez coming back. Lorenzo Carter, of course, we drafted two edge rushers in this year's draft class. I think that's an interesting position battle. I think the secondary is pretty cut and dry outside of the slot. I think the slot could be a really interesting battle between Darnay Holmes and Aaron Robinson. And then the offensive line, I'm more so interested to see where they're going to play Lemieux. And I know yesterday they said where they were playing each one of them, but where they're going to play Lemieux, where they're going to play Hernandez and obviously Fulton, I guess, has a chance. And I guess on the right side, but I think Parrott's the clear cut favorite uh, over Nate Solder. Yeah, we were talking about it today. It is such a weird dynamic that they have all these young guys on the O line. And Jonathan Harrison started a bunch of games in the NFL, but he gets his role at this point. But Zach Fulton and Nate Solder have started their last like eight years in the NFL, you know, even more so. Like that's got to be so weird for them coming into this camp and being like, I'm on the bench. This is the first time ever that I am on the, especially Nate. So, I mean, Nate sort of the head of, you know, the, you know, he's like the rep for the PA. He was a team captain, you know, he's, he might still have the biggest contract on the entire team and he's just on the bench, you know? So it's kind of a, a weird dynamic with those guys. Um, 
what is your focus though this time of year man like yeah. are you still like on the draft or what because that this is where it's like we have a hard time like what do we talk about because- i'm the same way you know like I'll, I, last year i felt like i put out too much content this time of year and i see a lot of people putting out content so on and so forth whether it be on twitter whether it be articles whether it be whatever youtube right now i don't try to force content because to be honest with you there's not a whole lot to talk about so I'm not trying to force content. I'm not trying to jam clickbait stuff down. There's only so many times you can talk about Aaron Rodgers and all that nonsense. And I think you're kind of waiting now until training camp gets started to really start to, you know, like you said, talk about some of the positional battles, talk about how Daniel Jones is doing, um, things like that. But right now is kind of the dead time, but you're still trying to find somewhat interesting things to talk about with your subscribers. But obviously this is a slow time. Well, we've asked Joe Judge, Dave Gettleman, do you think the Giants will upgrade at QB this year? (laughs) <laughs> this is this is my Pat Leonard question of the interview. Hi, Pat. Um, <laughs> he was arguing. We posted that clip on Instagram, and he was arguing with people about like why, because everyone was tagging him like you suck, Pat Leonard. And he was like, it was actually a good question because of this and this and this. That guy, and I don't try to badmouth people in the media. Um, that guy is the ultimate clickbait, clickbait writer. And that guy always goes for clickbait content, clickbait questions. Um, there's no reason for that question. We all know right now, Daniel Jones is going to be the quarterback. Dave Gettleman, let, let, let's go over all this. Dave Gettleman literally reconstructed this entire roster, broke it down from scratch, built it up, hand-selected Daniel Jones, and then went out there and got all these pieces for Daniel Jones. He's not going to then go and turn and give away all these draft picks he's just picked up for a two- or three-year chance for a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers when he's tried to build up something that could be sustainable for the next 10 to 15 years. It's just not going to happen. Now you see, yeah, but you know, if no, no, if if Pat, if Pat Leonard, because why he asked it? Because he, as a journalist, I feel like you kind of have to ask the question. But it's the fact that you go and you defend it. The defense should be, as a journalist, I have to ask the question. It's a, it's not a, it's I. You could say this is not a great question. See, I get that. I have to ask the question, but he defends it. Why do you have to ask it? No, no, I get no. I, you know what? I, I will agree with Justin on that. But it's been asked like four times already. Correct. So, so it's been asked. So yeah. we're done with it. You know, he, they've already given the answer four different times. It's been asked. Yeah. How many different drops of uh, Joe Judge do we need of Daniel Jones as our quarterback? I feel and like we, we have. I feel like we have that drop like four different times. Not to mention well, Judge isn't the general manager. Gettleman. Correct. Yeah. 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 And they asked Gettleman about it too already. Um, we did get Joe Judge to defend Daniel Jones for the first time though um, last year. Um, that's an you, inside joke. Oh, okay. We put out a clip of like on our Wednesday. It was. I can't remember what week it was. And we're, we was very like long story short. It was like, we really have no idea how Joe judge feels about Daniel Jones. He didn't draft Daniel Jones. You know, that was Pat Shermer's guy. And he's like, he's never really came out strongly in the media. And and that day he was like, that was like the first time he came out and like strongly defended Daniel Jones. I think we're like the two channels slash shows, whatever you want to call us brands. Um, I really do think we are like the two places of giants content where we actually have like legitimate like says or theories that joe judge actually may watch what we're doing because i know you you've had some run it run-ins there too between the sweatshirts and the camo <laughs> stuff and you've had some run-ins there too where it's like well, this this can't be just a coincidence well that's why i bought the camo hat because i started wearing the red hoodie and the giants won like four games in a row and then all of a sudden i turn it on and judge has the red hoodie on he's wearing it in every video and then I saw you had the camel hat, so I copied him. I bought the camel hat after he copied me. I like it. Um, so we were talking about media and stuff. 
we get tagged in a lot of and that's actually how i first learned about you chris was you know people asking like hey what do you think about this and they tagged i'm like who's the, the entertainer and i also i remember when we had you on for like that mega show last year where we had a bunch of content people is when we first created our youtube like i would search talking giants and i'm like oh uh-oh like there's there's someone who already has like a youtube that says talking giants i know your channel's not called talking giants but like yeah some of your sh- i was like uh-oh yeah it was hopefully- just a show i do with bad dog we've i was like that. hopefully this guy doesn't hate us you know we're you know even though we've had <laughs> this i don't hate you guys years. at all what's funny is every once in a while it'll be like you know once every like two or three months i'll either see it in bad dogs comment after we do the show or in my comments and they'll be like oh you guys are trying to steal the thunder from talking giants and i'll be like no no we've been doing we've been doing this show for three years four years on youtube we we just called it that it has nothing to do with it yeah we were so, we were so lost in the youtube stuff but with that a thing that people would get tagged is like, oh, someone give, you know, Talking Giants and the Entertainer uh, credentials. Mm-hmm. Is that like, I don't think one, the Giants wouldn't ever do that. But is that something you would want to do? Because we aren't like we are fans. You know, we are like it's like a new age, like fan media. Like is, if you got the invite, like, hey, you can go to the, the, you know, the press conferences or the Zooms and you can ask a question. Is that something you would like say yes to? I would. Um, because of the ability to be able to talk to the players one-on-one, but they would hate me because I, I'm going to be honest, Bobby, I am not scared to call them out when I think they say ridiculous things. And, uh, you know, I'm not trying to badmouth anybody. Two days ago, I called out Jordan Renan. I thought he said something ridiculous on Twitter. I know you guys like him. You had him on your channel. Oh, but you I would feel, call out the beat reporters in there. I feel like members of the media just wouldn't like me because I would, I don't know if I would call him out it, during the meeting, but after the fact, I definitely would. And, I just I I don't know I I would I would love to be able to get more hands on with the players and not be able to have to rely not have to rely have to rely on people like you know members of the media and I could give firsthand quotes but so I would say yes but I just don't feel like they'd ever give me that give give it to me no they never would and I would I would wow. say no well it's it's di- I mean one it's just the Giants like if we were if we were Bengals YouTubers and podcasters. We might get it, but the Giants is they are very I mean they don't like they won't even let two people from the same company in, you know, like so they're yeah. not gonna let on, you know, like fan media. I want it though, because then you have more responsibility to be serious and to, you know, act like a reporter and stuff. I let I personally like keeping that distance of like we're not beat reporters, you know. We are fans and we we pride ourselves on doing good work. And I think a lot, it's, I think it's better than any of the beat reporters do, if I'm being completely honest. But it's like, I also want to keep that, like, that level of distance from like that super serious professionalism, you know, journalist stuff. Well, that kind of, that kind of is what separates us from them. Um, the fans go to us to get a fan's perspective. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely get where you're going with, with that. But I'd be lying if I would say that I wouldn't want to have an opportunity to talk with some of the players. Yeah, I would like it here and there, but then I would, I it would, I wouldn't, I would enjoy it. I want one of the beat reporters to give me like the. I want to crash one of those and like and you know ask a stupid question and then then and then be done with it. Um, Zoom, you have that power. I also don't want to. As we grow and you're growing too, and I know you talk to people and stuff. I also don't want to become friends with a lot of the players. You know what I mean? I'm the same way. I want to become like the good, like, okay, for example, Will Hernandez is somebody I would love to interview. I think he's a, I just think he's a cool dude. I think he'd be a fun interview, but I wouldn't want to interview him until 
he put out if he had a good year this year i'd be like okay now let's have you on you know you had a good year because right now it's just like you know a lot of people don't like will hernandez and you know he hasn't lived up to that 34 slot where it's like i don't want to interview will hernandez right now because you know people are against him and then if i defend him which i have in the past it's like oh you're just doing that because you had him on your show and stuff like that so i I, I like to be like very picky with like what we do interview wise, where I used to be like, I want to get every interview I can. Like we can interview all the bottom of the roster guys. It's like, I just don't want to anymore. The thing that separates what we do from what they do is we don't, I, I'm, I'm exact. Now, again, if Nick Gates wanted to come to my channel, I would talk to Nick Gates. But Nick but, Gates is good. You know, yeah, Nick, Gates, good Nick Gates is and good. People like him. But the thing is, I think because you know, people for WFAN or whatever, because they have those weekly shows with the players, because they know they have to rely on those players to come back. They're kind of, their views are kind of skewed a little bit. I think because we don't have relationships with the players, we don't have a relationship with the coach. I think people value our opinion somewhat more in certain instances because of that, because they're like, well, this guy's going to just say what he feels. He doesn't have to rely on Joe judge to come on his show next week. No, he's going to tell you what he really feels about Joe judge. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that big time. Um, and, it's, and I think a lot of people get lost in, in this is especially as they grow. And I've seen people, it's like they start making connections and stuff. And, you know, there there's like this whole idea of like, you know, don't burn any bridges. Even if you don't like someone, don't say something where it's like, but at the end of the day, you're trying to, you're trying to put out a good product, you know, like we're not, are the, like, we're not trying to become friends with the giants players and coaches. If some of them of, of them like us along the way, like that's what happened with Nick Gates. Like I liked Nick Gates from the very beginning and he played well. And then, you know, there was a connection there where it's like, you know, we, we liked him. Um, you know, it's like, I always remember, it's like, I want the audience to be my friend, not the New York giants players and coaches and stuff. Yep. I think, and, you, and I think you, hit, you hit it on the head right there. I think yeah. you hit it on the head. Yeah, like I Pat think Leonard. Really... Like, I don't like Pat Leonard, and I will say that to his face. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I don't like Matt Lombardo. I don't like Kim Jones. Oh my God. What did Matt Lombardo? Oh, yeah. Matt Lombardo, I called him out this week, too. He said that the he's Giants... a blogger now. He's irrelevant. Yeah. He said if the Giants have any intentions of competing this year, they need to trade for Julio Jones. What are no. you talking about? <laughs> it's, it's the, when he left NJ.com for um, the G Men HQ blog, he became irrelevant. So he has to do that. Like, he became so irrelevant when he left NJ.com. And then they've seen, like, Rosenblatt's a good friend of ours. Like, he, he has done a much better job than Lombardo. Um, and that's my he thing. Seems- like, I want to be friends with people that I would be friends with in real life, not just because they can yeah. be a connection. Like, like, don't, like, you know, I could get – if I wanted to, I could be friendly with Matt Lombardo and Pat Leonard and make connections. Like, I don't like them, so I don't want to be friends with them. <laughs> I'm with you on that. Uh-huh. Well, well, Chris, uh, you know, I think Bobby, you know, Bobby said, you know, you want to basically create a community of people that you kind of want to be friends with. And Chris, I think really more than anyone else, just by number one, sheer numbers and then number two, kind of the relationships you have with, you know, your listeners and then people just abroad. Um, I think you've done a great job of that. So one of the questions that I want to ask you, you know, because I, I honestly thought that maybe you crept into 2016 where you were making content 2016 when the Giants had like a big year. But no, you you have really been going. And you've grown this much since the Giants have been largely a losing football team, um, transitioning from one quarterback to the next. So really, I want to ask you, you know, not only as a fan, because I, you know, we are, we are, we're fan content creators, but also because we're fan content creators, I also think we, we root kind of a little extra hard for the football team since there's more eyes on what we're doing when the team does win. So I want to ask you, you know, 
heading into this year, you know, being as, you know, kind of as, as big as you are, how excited are you for this year? You know, whether it is as a fan, whether it is as a content creator, a brand, a channel, whatever, how excited are you to tackle this year, knowing that even if the Giants aren't good, there's expectations. And if they are good, I mean, things are just going to skyrocket really for all of us, which is a really exciting thing. First off, I appreciate the kind words, Justin. I think you guys do a fantastic job too. But um, yeah, when I first started to that, I actually started after the draft when we took Barkley. I didn't even start pre-draft. I started like that regular season, which was 2018. And um, yeah, I, I have not been on YouTube since the team's been good. And that's what I'm looking forward to most this year is it's really the first, I'm not going to lie. 2018, I had moderate expectations for the team. Like I didn't think they were going to completely flop. I thought Eli could rebound. I thought, I actually didn't hate the Shermer hire when we made it. He was coming off a good year as an OC, you know, with Minnesota. And I thought maybe he could revitalize Eli for a couple a year or two getting Barkley. I hope the offensive line would come together. We were aggressive, but I didn't have the expectations I have this year um, because this was a young team that showed growth throughout the year. And then we went out there and we brought in a, a, a bunch of mercenaries that could put this team over the top. So as a, um, a content creator and as a fan, I mean, I'm so excited. Not not just for my channel, but the team in general. Like you said, I'm a fan. I can't wait to see what this team does this year because I think a lot of people's jobs are riding on it. I think Gettleman, I think Jones, I think uh, Jason Garrett, I think all of them are on the chopping block this year. And um, I think it's going to be a really interesting season. It's the first time since 2018 where I'm going into the year saying to myself, yeah, if a couple things go right, we're going to the playoffs. I was talking about this with the Giants rush guys yesterday. And I want to know what you're feeling like this because Chris, I think me and you are around the same age. I've really, Kerry Collins was our quarterback. And then it was, you know, like we were a pretty good team, went to a Super Bowl. You know, the year, I can't, what was our record the year we lost to the, the, um, 12 the and 49ers? Four. Oh, the 49ers. Uh, probably like 10 and six or 11 and but five. We were like a decent team. And then it was like four and 12, Eli Mangs, the QB. So like, yeah. like the transition happened very quick from Kerry Collins, who was, you know, a semi-successful QB to Eli. I mean, I've like, I essentially have only known Eli for my whole life. Like I knew Kerry Collins, but like Eli Manning is my QB. I was saying to this and I want to know what your feelings are. I hate this. I hate this. Like Daniel Jones year three. Is he the guy like type things? Like I haven't had the deal. I didn't have the, I didn't have to deal with that my entire life. Yeah. You know, and my brother's a, a Redskins fan. And I would be like, it's like, it's kind of got to suck that you're doing a new QB every year, right? Like, like, like every single year you guys are, you guys are rolling out a different quarterback. Like, I, don't, I just don't know what that feels like. Even if you didn't think Eli was going to be good that year, it's like Eli's the quarterback. And that's, that's that. Um, I just hate this feeling of unknown about Daniel Jones right now. Like, what are your thoughts going into year three? And also a year where we have two, two first round picks. And I know the talking point of trading up if we need to as has you know been there since it happened yeah um i said that ever, ever since i've been a fan but specifically when i first started on youtube i'd always get people that hated eli manning they're like oh we can't wait to get him out of here um and then as soon as we drafted daniel jones get eli manning out of there and i and i always said i always told everybody and i always said this long before it was on youtube when eli manning finally does move on people are going to realize how much they took him for granted because of what you just said Every Sunday for 15 years, you knew he was going to line up under center and you didn't have to worry about a quarterback controversy. You knew he was going to go out there and he was going to produce and he was going to be able to win you football games. As far as this year goes, I hate to label it that way because I think Daniel Jones has enough pressure as is uh, as the quarterback. But I mean, it's just common sense. I mean, with the way the NFL is nowadays with the rookie salaries, 
he'll be in the same situation Darnold was if, if he fails and the Jets uh, Giants have a poor year. And like you said, the Giants will have two picks to be able to move up and get a quarterback if, if they so choose to. But I honestly do think this, and I'm not, I, I think you guys are higher on Jones than I am uh, overall. I actually think Jones is going to have a good year this year. I really believe that. I, I think Jones is going to have a good year this year. And even with that good year, I'm still not 100% committed to thinking he's a franchise quarterback. I still don't know if he's going to be that Eli Manning for 15 years, because in the back of my head, I'll say, well, yeah, he got better, but they also got him a lot more help. Is he going to be able to sustain this once he gets that big payday? But this year, I do think Jones is going to respond to the critics. I think he's going to have a good year. And with that, I I would, he could have an MVP year this year. I wouldn't pay him this year. I would be like, we are not paying you after year three. We have year four. And then the, you know, the, the year five option, because it it has been shown consistently enough where after his rookie year, I mean, I was, I mean, I loved him, you know, coming out of the draft. And then the rookie year, I was very impressed. I get that he had fumbles. But and I know this annoys some people. It's like, I just don't look at fumbles. Like, like and it, fumbles are not equal to interceptions to me when you're evaluating a young quarterback. Because they're, they're, one has to do with decision-making and one doesn't. So I was, you know, I loved Daniel Jones coming out of the rookie year. And then this sophomore year where it started out really bad. And then you have the combination of me not liking the offense at all because they switched it up on him. Uh, but he also played pretty well in the second half of the season. Nothing special, but, you know, he had no interceptions. Um, he had one, but it was literally off Evan Ingram's hands. But, yeah, but long story short, is I would I would, ref- I would, not pay him after this year. I don't care if he had 50 touchdowns, zero interceptions. Do not pay Daniel Jones after year three. And what's so different, you know, especially when you compare – you know, the time where Eli kind of grew up and, you know, became like a legitimate quarterback, you know, won the Super Bowl within his, you know, within his rookie contract. Right. Um, and then now what's you know going on with Daniel Jones, it was, it, it, it obviously is two, two different NFLs, but also even just two different NFLs, because now we're in, we're like in a league where unless your name is Tom Brady, the odds of you winning a Super Bowl with the quarterback that's outside of his rookie contract, it's kind of low. It's kind of low, so it's there's this window that the Giants have, and I think this. I don't want to say I don't want to. Do I really want to go as far to say there's more pressure on Daniel Jones and Eli Manning? You know what? That's my next question. <laughs> Who was there more pressure on? Because Tom Coughlin was ready to be thrown out, thrown out of the building after after week two of the 2007 season, and I'm sure everybody was ready to do the same with Eli Manning. You know, who? I'm willing to make an argument. There's more pressure on Daniel Jones right now because the NFL is such a windowed center league. And that's why the NFL is so brilliant, by the way, because besides the Patriots and besides Tom Brady going wherever he wants, it is such a differing league in terms of who wins and who's good for a stretch of time. So that's my question. Chris, attack it. Good question. Um, Now, when you say that question, before I answer, I'm assuming you mean at this point in Eli Manning's career by comparison to Daniel Jones at this point in his career. Yes. Yeah, okay. So I guess, or, or so I guess we're talking about heading into year three. So I, I, I don't even think it's close. To, yeah. I think it's Daniel Jones. I don't even think yeah. it's close. Um, because let's put it in perspective. Eli Manning was definitely still struggling after three years. There's no doubt about it. But they were winning. Yeah. Um, and and a lot of that had to do with the team around him. I always say that. I personally think Eli Manning's more talented quarterback than Daniel Jones was coming uh coming into the NFL. But it's undeniable that Eli Manning had a much better supporting cast and that's what allowed Eli Manning to kind of go through those growing, uh, growing pains. The giants have not afforded that for Daniel Jones. This was a team that 
The offensive line still a major question mark. They didn't have any weapons outside of Barkley, who's been hurt for the you know the vast majority of uh, Daniel Jones' career so far. So this year, hopefully, we got him the pieces that he needs and he could get the job done. But there's no doubt about it. Not to mention they went out there and spent um, a ton this year and got him as many weapons as possible. And there's no excuses being that he's been in the same scheme for the second year. So I think there's more more pressure on Jones than there was on Eli. The main reason being that the team had a, was a, was winning at this point with Eli. Yeah. And just the way the NFL's changed. One, you, social media, actually, you can, whether you believe it or not, social media does have an impact on, on the pressure on players. And two, when they did that new CBA deal and they changed the rookie deals, it made it to where you can move on from these guys a lot quicker. Where Eli Manning was like the highest, you know, he was one of the highest paid, you know, players at the second he signed his contract, um, where it's like you're kind of forced into, you know, giving this guy an extra chance because you gave him all that money, where it's like Daniel Jones isn't guaranteed anything here for. You know, they can cut him and it's like a like a million-dollar cap hit or something, you know, something like that. So um, I really do think that changes the dynamic. What are your expectations for the Giants? Because I – you know, the bigger we get and the more we do this, I try to have to be like, you know, put the fandom aside a little bit. Yeah. But I would I'm I'm expecting to win the division. Like I get the Cowboys have a good offense. I get Washington has a, a good overall team and Fitzpatrick, you know, is an upgrade. I don't think he's good, but he is an upgrade what they have. So I see a lot of the outsides like, oh, the Cowboys, Washington, but it's like me as a Giants fan, I'm like, I, I expect us to win the damn division. Yeah. Um, uh, same thing that you just said. I try to be as unbiased as I can, especially as we start to grow. Um, last year, I predicted six wins. They won six wins. So hopefully I'm right this year. I got them around nine or 10. I think they're going to be right in the thick of the divisional race. I'm not going to guarantee it. Um, there's a lot of questions. I think it's going to come down to between the, all right, let's just talk about the Giants and the Cowboys, which unit gets better. Cause last year, the Cowboys defense was horrendous. Last year, the Giants offense was horrendous. Which unit improves more? And I look at the Cowboys defense and I say to myself, are they going to be much better this year? I know they got progressively better over the year last year, but now you're bringing in all these rookies. Like you're going to expect rookie. I mean, I don't know. So I don't think the Cowboys defense is going to be that good. I think Washington is actually the bigger threat to the New York Giants in this division. And it comes down to Fitzpatrick. Um, I think as an overall team, Washington's pretty good. I mean, they have a really good front mm. seven. They have an underrated offensive line. They were much better than people thought they were going to be last year. They add Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin. They've got pretty good weapons to begin with. Which quarterback ends up being better this year? I think that's your answer. If Jones is better than Fitzpatrick, I think it'll be the Giants. If Fitzpatrick is better than Jones, I think it'll be Washington. I'm so excited to see what Washington looks like. I, I don't know. I don't know. I know we've owned Washington the last couple of years, but whenever Bobby and I, you know, we talk about the schedule, the schedule came out. We talked about games that we were most excited for. The Giants home schedule isn't that thrilling. I think the, uh, the away schedule has a lot more like enticing teams. So I'm looking at that home schedule and hosting Washington. It's the last game of the year, right? I, you know, I, I hope that means something. I selfishly hope that means something. I hope so, it doesn't. I hope we're resting. I hope we're, I hope we're 16 and all. No, we are. First of all, <laughs> Did we not learn anything from Tom Coughlin, 2007, week 17? We never rest our starters. Oh, we I didn't going... say rest. I want to go for 17 now. No, I'm, well, I'm talking to Bobby. I'm talking to Bobby. <laughs> rest the Me starters. and Chris were talking about it on the phone the other day how it's. I'm so glad the Bears game is at the end of the season, so at least one week. If we aren't good, we don't have to hear about tanking. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Well, Chris, we want to thank you for coming on. I have, I have one kind of question for you. So we've been talking a lot of – you know, we talk about Eli. You know, we've been talking about some players kind of throughout this – 
I, I want to know kind of from you, who are some of your favorite players uh, that you either have, either, either maybe right now, current favorite players, that's that, and maybe Jones, Barkley, or like past players that you really like, maybe besides Strahan and Eli and some of the really well-known ones. So uh, favorite players, give them to me. Okay, so outside of, like you said, like the headliners. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no Eli Strahan, no Daniel Jones or Saquon Barkley. Anybody else? Um, I, I love the money tumor. Um, Brandon Jacobs, I was a big fan of, uh, you know, with those older New York Giants teams. Always loved Jesse Armstead. Michael Barrow was a middle linebacker I really liked mm. from 58. Um, on this team, I mean, I really like Leonard Williams, but – I don't know. It's, I, maybe it has something to do with his contract. I, I don't. I don't know what, why. Why I can't say that I'm absolutely in love with him. I'd give up a big toe for Leonard Williams. Just I think I, that might be Justin's favorite player. Is I'm a Williams. big fan of Leonard Williams. I like Leonard Williams. Um, I think he's really good. I think some fans uh, underrate him a little. I said going in the last year, I thought it was really underrated by the fan base because they didn't like the trade by Gettleman. Mm-hmm. But um, I like Leonard Williams. I'm a big fan of his, and I like Nick Gates. I know Bobby's a big Nick Gates guy, but I love that feistiness uh, on the offensive line. I love when he gets into fights with players. I'd probably say uh, Nick Gates in, in terms of being the, I guess, the, you know, less than talked about Giants. All right, now hear me out. The Giants have a ton, whether it's edge rusher or defensive end depth on this team right now. Why not bring in Brandon Jacobs and have him play <laughs> camp? Why not? Are you down I, for it? I can't believe, and I, listen, it'd be cool. I was close to prank calling Big Blue Kickoff Live with this question today, and I decided not to. <laughs> I can't believe, like, I had, like, seven, eight people tell me to make a video on that. I'm like, I'm not making a video on that. I'm like, he's not he's not, he's not going to be a new – maybe he gets an invite to camp, but the guy's 39 years old. He's never played DN before. Um, but I think it's cool. I've always been a huge fan of Brandon Jacobs. I, I love Brandon Jacobs. Yeah, he's definitely one of my favorites. And license plate guy was telling us, like, oh, you guys should have him on. I think I'm going to try and – I do think I'm going to try and, and work at this next week and get him on and just be like – Let's talk about you playing defensive end for the first 20 minutes, and then we'll talk about your Vincent's. career. I was going to prank call Big Blue Kickoff Live and Lance Meadow and Paul Dottino today and ask them, like, come on, like, you guys like the Tim Tebow signing, culture guy. You'd be a great vet in there. You know, it's just a 90-man roster. doesn't hurt nothing. And, and just really seeing if I could get them to, like, embrace it. Yeah, but really, it's not like it's 2019 where, the, where we're, like – thirsting for edge rushers so it's like if we sign brandon jacobs there's like if he's good do we actually have to keep him no there's no there's no there's no way he's gonna play yeah yeah so just sign him just sign him and have him play (laughs) have him play training camp (laughs) i'm for it um that is such a t that's like what the mets did with tebow like when the mets brought tebow in it was like you know he's never gonna play but you're just doing this for for publicity i guess Mm -hmm. what the jaguars are doing with tebow now did you hate the mets bringing tebow in i did yeah, I did. Oh, I, I you. because it was such, a, it, and I wouldn't have hated it if it was any other team. But it's because it's my team, and the Mets have that reputation, especially then, before they got the new owner of being, you know, as cheap as possible and looking for every little way to make money. I knew it was an easy target to attack the Mets. So yes, when they when the Mets brought him in, I, I was not a fan. All right, we're gonna finish off with this. This episode's coming out on Tuesday. It is currently Friday. What will the next series be like when this episode comes out? Oh, no. Don't so do what this. Do, what do they got? Two two games before I'm assuming them? they have two games in between. Uh, if, even, if they, even if they play on Monday, which will be a three-day rest, that'd be two, game three and four, both in Atlanta. No, they play Sunday. I know that. So they're playing tonight and Sunday. Um, yeah. And then I think game five is Tuesday. Um, but this will be out before then. So 
I'm gonna say we're. I'm gonna say we get a a, um, a split in Atlanta. I think it'll be two two. Do you hate Trey Young? Oh yeah, but but the thing the thing I can't stand about like people who defend Trey Young and obviously the guy who spit on him, that guy's a scumbag. But I'm just talking about like the chance that the, the the crowd says like, give me a break. Like, are we that soft now where some where people in the crowd start to say f you Trey Young during a, a playoff basketball? Season? Trey Young likes that. Like, I don't, yeah. people shouldn't be like, oh, why would they, like, I like that. Like, yeah. Trey Young enjoys that. And that's why, that's kind of why, I, one, he's a new young player. And I do think people are like, you know, there is a Knicks for clicks type thing, but there's also like a, Trey Young is a very exciting player. It's his first playoff game and he balled out in that game. I get, he had a couple of ticky tack fouls at the end, but he balled out. And then he, ball, like, he balled out, like, he wasn't the reason they lost in game two. Like, they lost that lead while he was on the bench. He comes back in. And he found DeAndre Hunter open like three times in a row, and he missed all the shots. They couldn't hit their shots. The Knicks, the Knicks adjusted their defense in the second half. Yeah, so it was like Trey Young played. It's like Trey Young on the playoffs like stage has played really well, and that's why I, he's a young, exciting player. So I, I do like him, and I like the way he embraced the Knicks crowd. I do. Like, I, like I, the- I, I'm gonna give him. Cre- I hate the guy. Well, he's playing my Knicks, but I'll give him credit. He definitely, he definitely handled it pretty well. But I'm gonna talk smack at him the entire way because Oh yeah, and you should and you yeah. should. But like like game two when you guys were up with like you know like two minutes left and you got F you Trey Young and he looked back and smirks. So I was like, I like that. Like I like those type of players. And and it did make me like him a little more. I think it adds to the series. I think it adds to the interest. Yeah, it's a fun um, series. Especially, I mean, this these playoffs have been very boring. Yeah. Um especially on the east side. Like it's it's it, it, it is it has been a, a fun series. Both games have been really close where you know, Bucks the one thing though, Nets, Celtics has been boring. Sixers, Wizards has oh. been boring. The one thing though, in. I can't stay up for the West Coast games. I'll say this though: the one thing, Bobby, the media and the fans, they need to slow down with this Trey Young and Reggie Miller comparison because he is nowhere near Reggie Miller yet. They need to calm down with that. That I that I don't agree with. I get that he that, that the Knicks crowd is going at him, but. He's got to earn that before people start talk, talking. Well, and about the it. Knicks need to be better for it to be that, you know. Yeah. Where it's like the Knicks have to be, you know. You guys are good and, and you have a big fan base, so you're relevant. But it's like the Knicks, like that has to be like an Eastern Conference, like, like you know, like the winner of that series is like favored in the in the finals or in the East Finals or something. Yeah, you know, not like a, a first round matchup, but it's been fun. I love the NBA playoffs. Oh um, well, I, I love it when the Knicks are in there. When they're not, I could care less. But yeah, <laughs> who's your team, by the way, Justin? Who's my team? Um, I'm still, I'm still a New Jersey Nets little, uh, yeah. little follower, but also I, I have to say I've wanted to stay up and watch the playoffs, the NBA playoffs, but my sleep apnea has been preventing me from doing so. And I have been falling asleep earlier recently. So that's my take on the NBA playoffs sleep apnea. <laughs> I, honestly, Chris, I could talk with you with NBA for, <laughs> for an hour. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll end it here. Everyone knows, you know, go subscribe to his channel, check his stuff out. Um, he's been good to us and we, we, we like Chris, Chris, the entertainer. When people see you in public, do they call you Chris or the entertainer? I mean, there's only been maybe five or six times where people have noticed me from my YouTube channel. And, um, I think they call me the entertainer if I remember correctly. Most actually, most people are just like, you're the giants guy from YouTube, right? That's what I've gotten a a couple of times. Well, actually quick story. I had one guy, I used to have a part-time job that I don't have anymore. Um, where I worked at a chicken place. I was delivering chicken. And um, he, he he walked in and I was at the counter and he gave me this look. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, what, what's with this guy? This guy want to beat me up? And he gave me this look and he looked at me funny for like a minute. And uh, he got his food. He sat down, he ate. Then he went to the bathroom. 
And then on the way out, he looks and stares at me again. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, I, I, I thought I did something to the guy. And he comes rushing up to the counter and he shoves his phone in my face. And he shows me all my videos and he watched them all to their entirety. I saw the red line all the way. He's like, I watch every one of your videos. You're the giant guy, aren't you? I'm like, yeah. But um, yeah, it's pretty cool when you, when you get to meet a few people that know. You probably don't get it because you're in Florida so much. But Well, uh, I have one person knew, like, like saw me at a, at a Wawa and they said, hey, talking Giants. And I thought they had just seen like a sticker on the back of my truck and said, like, I thought they were just a Giants fan. And then he had messaged me later. But now it's like I haven't – besides that, I haven't. You know, when I went up to New Jersey, I met up with a couple of people I knew. Um, but what I do get is people that live in, in my city, they'll see the stickers that I put on, like, you know, like the Dunkin' Donuts drive through and stuff. And so there, there's, like, a good handful of people in my county who are, like, talking Giants fans, um, which is, like, which is kind of – which is pretty cool, you know, where it's like I get a tweet where it's like, hey, look, I saw your sticker at, at this place. Um, that is pretty cool. So, so that was pretty cool. Um, but hopefully, hey, when we go to training camp, hopefully a lot of people will notice us and come hang out with us because I'm excited for it. Yeah. Um, Chris, we'll, we'll see you there. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, guys. No holds bad. He, he took me in the low post and won, but I think we had on the varsity. All right, Chris, the entertainer. Thank you so much for coming on King of Giants YouTube. You know where to find him, Entertainer Talking Sports. So, Bobby Skinner, I have a question for you. Father's Day is coming up. Um, is your father a relatively hairy man? Yeah. He is? Yeah. Well, with Father's Day around the corner. He has long hair like me, but not I don't I don't know about the the undercarriage stuff though, but Well no, not even undercarriage. I actually have a story to tell. So this episode is also sponsored by Manscaped, and Manscaped has Lawnmower 4.0, new product that they launched a while ago. We helped launch it, which I think is kind of cool. But yeah, so I actually, one of my best friends, I actually gave him the Lawnmower 4.0. I gave, I bought one myself and I said, here, here's a Lawnmower 4.0. I use promo code Giants for 20% off and free shipping. And this is a friend who gets also very uncomfortable by talking about uncomfortable things like your balls. So he's like, do I have to, can I use it on my face? Can I use it on my body? So he actually did use it on his body and it worked. It worked for him. Like he used to like, on like just uh scruff up the chest hairs and stuff like that so maybe you're wearing a polo maybe you're wearing a tank top going on the beach memorial day and you're starting to show the guns and you want to kind of clean up the hair that's on the arms and the chest that can happen too for the lawnmower 4.0 so it's in father's it's father's day bobby father's day is coming up stop imagine stop imagining your dad has it covered because he probably doesn't so get your father some manscaped products for father's day and use promo code giants at checkout when you go to manscaped.com for 20 percent off and free shipping thank you to manscape for sponsoring this episode bobby skinner thank you manscape and thank you chris for coming on we'll be back on friday we have mini camp from wednesday to friday so we will be talking a little bit mini camp on friday's episode might tag something on it i haven't even mentioned this adjustment i'm going to try and i'm going to try and get something done that we can do for uh for friday's show we'll see it ha if it happens but if it doesn't then i'm never going to tell you what i'm talking about um and then i will someone asked sure. me because i have the word i'm very bad at keeping secrets so uh, anything else, Justin, before we, we end this for until Friday? No, again, happy Memorial day. Hope you all are relaxing. Um, getting, getting antsy for football, Bobby, getting antsy for football. We're in the month of June. You know, July is really going to be the month. We're really going to sniff it and it's really going to kind of be there. We're really going to get shaken. You know, when is that training camp schedule is going to be announced and then you, we can really, you know, start booking you to come up here for a week and we can really roll out some pretty 
pretty fun stuff, and we can have a really fun week. So, itching for football. But enjoy your time before then, too. For sure. I'm, I am I am enjoying it, to be honest. I've been playing a lot of basketball. How about that? I'm, I'm going to be... I'm going to be good at basketball again by the time training camp starts and then can you spin a ball on your finger yeah barely i'm not great at, i know I you can, can too. too you can do it with the football yeah see you act like i don't pay attention to you i remember everything oh thank you I rem- all right that's it that's an episode we'll see you guys on friday until then let's go big blue <laughs>